the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you a fan of my big fat Greek wedding? Big news. They're making a third movie. Nia Vardalos announced on, and she joked on Twitter that one Greek found out, and now everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> would, would she be the the grandmother by now? In, uh, in the series? I don't know yet what role she's going to play. Because in the last one, didn't her her daughter got married? That was I never saw the I think second that was one. The, that was the second one. Was I it think, any which good? Was, no, it's not good. Well, she wrote the script quite a while ago, but filming got delayed due to the pandemic. And when they start up again, they're going to be filming in Greece. I volunteer. And, I volunteer. I'm going. I volunteer in tribute. <laughs> I'll hey, be a free extra. <laughs> did you know that Tom and Rita Hanks were behind the first movie? And it was a surprise hit in 2002 mm-hmm. that became the highest grossing romantic comedy of all time. Really? I did not know that about my big fat Greek wedding. It's a very sweet movie. It's so good. Highly, highly recommend it. Also highly recommend having Greek food while watching it because you will want it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> when you so watch good. it, it is so funny. It's and I've I've said a million times, my life was my big fat Greek wedding. Just substitute the word Greek for Polish. Mm-hmm. That was my life. <laughs> my wife is the queen of getting phrases and words wrong. And I think she set the set a new bar for getting a phrase wrong yesterday. Tell you what it was next. My wife is the queen, the all-time undisputed champion of getting words and phrases wrong. And she always does it spontaneously. It's not like she thinks about it. So it's really funny. The other day, my son was uh, he was going to make some pasta. So he puts the pot of water on the stove, turns it on, and he keeps going over and checking it. Keeps going over and looking at it. And Tracy goes, Kyle, haven't you ever heard a watched boil never waters? <laughs> <laughs> And I started laughing. She goes, what? And I said, a watched boil never waters? She goes, yeah. And I said, isn't that a watched pot never boils? Oh, well, he knew what I meant. <laughs> that's funny. A watched boil never waters. That, that's that got to be in her easily in her top three. Do you ever feel like you have been praying for something forever? And you're just like, God, is this on? <laughs> Hello? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm finding myself in that spot right now. So I'm going to talk about waiting while you're praying next. So I don't know about you, but uh, I'm going through a season right now of prayer that for the longest time I thought, God, hello, are you even there? Are you listening? Is this thing on? Because it just seemed like nothing was happening. And um, there's a couple of verses that, that really came to mind as I've been dealing with this. It's about some personal relationships and stuff. And one of them is be still in the presence of the Lord. Wait patiently for him to act. And that's from Psalms. And um, when I read that, I kind of got the image of remember when you were a little kid or maybe when your kids are little and and I don't know, they fall off their bike. And for the it seems like an eternity, they just won't calm down. They're like, "Ah," and then and then and then and then and maybe that's how God, when we're praying these desperate prayers, he kind of hears us and he told us, be still. Yet there we are going, and then God, and then God, and then and then she did this, and then, you know, and, and maybe he's just waiting for us to be patient and waiting for him 
to act. And I thought of the process that I've kind of been going through with praying for this particular relationship. It's gone from prayer of determination, prayer of frustration, prayer of impatience, prayer of bargaining, prayer of pleading. And finally, I think maybe this is where God wants us all to be at, resigning yourself to his will. Mm-hmm. None of those things. I mean, I know it says, you know, ask ask for what you want. I'm not discouraging anyone to do that. You know, ask for how you would want a situation or whatever to be resolved. But at a certain point, we've got to find ourselves at that point of resignation where God may say yes, no, maybe, wait, I'm with you. And then the big one, do you trust me? Are you trusting me with this? And then when you get to the end of that, there's another verse that comes to mind that no matter what's going on and whether you're at the determination stage, the bargaining stage, the frustration stage, are you willing to embrace that other verse that says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. No matter what the personal circumstances are, no matter how God you feel is or isn't resolving them, are you going to be able to say, no matter what, I'm going to rejoice and be glad today and i'm i'm not there i'm working on it i'm trying but i'm not there yet so i hope that encourages you if you find yourself in the same spot i loved the devotional that you shared a couple minutes ago kev that was so powerful because um, i feel like waiting has been such a theme for my adult life i mean when i fell in love with my husband glenn way back in college um and we you know he popped the question we were going to get married i thought for sure that we would have at least four or five kids. Like that was my dream. I actually took a class in college called the family and you had to design your family and you know, your dream family. And I thought for sure that was going to happen. And so, you know, we anticipated it and we prayed and prayed and prayed and uh, did some testing and prayed some more. And I thought for sure that I would have this last minute miracle that God would bless us as, you know, and make us mom and dad biologically. And so far it has not happened. And I think like what you said, it just, it's so important to get to the point of the gratitude and, and trusting him, trusting him, no matter what his plan for your life is, even if it's not how you envisioned it at all. Okay. No so I, I want to get a recording of what you said a few minutes ago for those rough days. Cause it, there's one day you're grateful and the next day you're like, seriously, God, you gave that person four kids. You gave me none. Like you just, you, you know, you wait, you wobble in your faith and you just keep trying. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Usually when you hear about frat boys, you think of parties and drinking. Well, not so for the alumni at Phi Gamma Delta at the University of Louisiana. They adore the woman who cooked for them when they lived in their house, Jessie, who they say is like another mother to them. She would get up at 4 a.m. to start cooking them breakfast and often drive them to doctor's appointments, and she was that listening ear they needed. And they're like, she was like a mom to us. Hmm. So when they found out she was working two jobs just to make her mortgage payments, they started raising money, and on her 74th birthday, gave her a check for almost $55,000 to pay off her mortgage. Wow. Isn't that awesome? She was in tears. But at first, she didn't know that was going to happen. She didn't know there was a giant check hidden behind the tree. 
And when she saw these young men that she had practically raised in college, she's like, y'all have more gray hair than I do. Because <laughs> she hadn't seen him in so long. But I just thought that was such a touching story that they did that for her. So you and Glenn have been married for a good number of years. My wife and I have been married, it seems like, forever. Um, does Glenn still have the ability to embarrass you, Taylor, in public? Uh, yes, he's does done he? it before. Okay, my wife, yes. I think I have lost the ability to embarrass her in really? public. We were, we were out doing some shopping yesterday, and I found myself yelling something I thought was really, really funny in the, uh, in the deli section where all the meats are and stuff. I'll tell you what happened and how Tracy reacted next. So does Glenn still have the ability to embarrass you in the grocery store? You said no. Or when you're out shopping, um, he's lost that ability to embarrass you? He doesn't do it like regularly, but he, mm-hmm. he saves up for the most epic embarrassments. Like, so he he's does, done then. it. Yeah. He does have the ability. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I've lost that with my wife, Tracy. We were in the store yesterday. We're in the, the deli, the meat section. And um, there was a display of, I don't know why they had so many of them, because you'd think of this as a holiday thing, but they had ham like hams, and they were wrapped, they were giant, like 15, 20-pound hams wrapped in red foil, and they had the net around them, you know what I mean? Wow, and they were fancy. piled up high in this refrigerated case. Uh-huh. We're at the end of the end of the little aisle, and you can see them from where we are. It's not a long aisle, but like 10, 15 feet away. And one of them, just no one's around, just tumbled out and pop, <laughs> lands on the floor. No way! So I didn't miss a beat. I yelled, ham down, ham down. And I ran towards it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Tracy, Tracy, no longer embarrassed by these shenanigans after over 30 years of marriage. She just, she turned the cart around and walked the other way and went around the other, like the end cap of the aisle. That to me says the message that she is embarrassed. No. That she had, walked away? Had this no. been years before, she would have she would have walked up to me and been like, stop it. Stop, just put that hand back. Just stop. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> but now she just walks away. She even, she's progressed past, first it was she would tell me stop. Then it was she would talk to people around and go, don't, he's just, he's, that's my husband. He's just weird. Now she doesn't do anything. She just walks away. Did she laugh her head off? No, she just walked no? away. She just walked away. I even followed her and did my <laughs> thing. Well, you know how I repeat a joke this when I don't is, think yes. people are... I said, honey, don't you get it? Instead of man down, I was yelling, ham down, ham down. And she just looked at me and she went, I know. <laughs> and she kept walking. <laughs> this is not a good thing. No. This is not good. That, that We've got to get her to laugh at your jokes Well, what again. it means is I need to up my game. No. She has no, no idea what she has hard. wrought upon herself. <laughs> Ham down. Ham down. <laughs> Do you remember uh, two, three days ago we were talking about selling uh, stuff with your kids for school fundraisers? Yeah. yeah you remember yeah. that? We we're mm-hmm. saying like every parent has taken it upon themselves for, to sell it for their kids. Right. Well, we got a message from a mom on Facebook. She is super proud of her kids. She did not help them sell, and she wanted to let us know how successful they were. We're going to talk about it next. So we got a uh, message via Facebook from a mom who couldn't call the other day because she said she's trying to set a good example for her kids while driving and not being on the phone while she's driving. So she sent us a Facebook message after she got to work. And it said that uh, her kids are selling their own fundraising stuff that she's not going to sell it for them. And back in the fall, her kindergartner sold 
the slice of the price cards with a pizza company, and he was a top three seller wow. in the school, and he got an artist kit for his prize. Wow, only five years old? That's an amazing accomplishment for kindergarten. Wow. Then a few weeks ago, she said we completed the spring fundraiser of selling cheesecakes. Christian sold 56 cheesecakes. Woo. No prize to earn, but he raised $560 for the school band and was the top seller of all grades, kindergarten through fifth grade. All right. She said, so uh, the day before Mother's Day, I get to pick up and help him deliver 56 cheesecakes. See, parents are always involved somehow. (laughs) I know, right? Poor thing. But I love that she's proud of the fact that she gets to go with her son and pick up and deliver. 56 I hope she gets to put her feet up on Mother's Day. Her her son, Christian, you better make Mother's Day really special, my friend. Yes. <laughs> she deserves it. Hearing all these parents talk about doing fundraisers with their kids has brought up so many memories for me. I went to a really teeny tiny Christian school, Jupiter Christian school growing up, and we had some weird fundraisers. I would love to know who chose these products. Yeah. Because my parents would not help me sell them. <laughs> they and were embarrassed to sell this stuff? Probably. They were like, we're not... It wasn't even something like wrapping paper that you could use. It hmm. was, I'm not kidding you, one time we sold sun catchers. Do you even know what that is? Oh, there's like it's basically like shrinky dinks, you put in professional the shrinky dinks, yeah, that you hang in your window. And there were a couple different, like... Kind to choose from. I guess they thought, oh, we live in sunny South Florida. People will love hanging these in their kitchen, I guess. And then one time we had to sell this big pack of spices. You know, like there was a pepper grinder and I forget what other. And I'm like, people already have this in their pantry. What are we doing? I was just like third, fourth, fifth grade, but it would stress me out so much. But I would still try. Because it was Jupiter Christian School. They just needed a clever name. It's salt of the earth spices. <laughs> I'll take seven. <laughs> this is from the Dead Sea. Don't you love Jesus? Right. If you love Jesus, you'll buy this salt. Get rid of all the spices you have in your house. You need these. <laughs> it's all in the naming of it, right? Hey, do you feel like a pretty hip mom? These are the traits that make your kids think of you as a cool mom. Which, by the way, 7 out of 10, every 10 Americans feel like their mom is a cool mom. Uh, Close to 70% of kids said your mom is cool when you can talk to her about just about anything and everything. Over half of kids said their cool mom lets them get away with things other kids' moms won't. (laughs) And uh, watching how mom is able to juggle so many things and always gives to others were other traits that made people feel like their mom is the cool mom. How old were the people they were asking these questions to, by the way? Ooh, I have to look that up. I'm not sure. It sound, sounds a little older, because even to be able More to recognize mature. how much mom's doing. Right. Not Takes a lot of three-year-olds can, can recognize that. And also, every three-year-old, I think, feels comfortable talking to their mom. And every three-year-old thinks their mom is cool. Yeah. Except when they can't have the candy. You know what we should talk about? Mm. At what age did your kids realize that you were not, in fact, cool? (laughs) What age was it for you? Give us a call. Okay, so it happens to every parent. You go from being a superhero or the the center of your kid's universe to being somehow barely tolerable (laughs) to even be in the same room with, right? So at what age did your kids realize that you were not nearly as cool as they originally thought you were? Well, 
It would be nice to be the cool mom forever and ever, but often it comes to an end. Brenda, how about you? <laughs> what age? Well, you know, I've been trying to think of the age, and I must say I had six children and four of them right behind each other. Wow. So <laughs> I think my words became when I stopped doing, have to do so much homework with them. Ah, you stopped helping with homework. When I started letting them be independent homeworkers, they were in charge of their own stuff. Now, before oh, yeah. that, prior to that, how much help were you giving? Oh, my God. Every day. I had four at the dinner table at a time, so I had to go around each one at a time. Wow. And, you know, as they got older, I started backing up. I'm like, okay, now I'm finished. You can do this. You know, and yeah, yeah. One. And then they changed how we do math problems. I, I couldn't understand the math oh. anymore. I was like, what? wait a minute. This isn't how we did it when we were in school. I know. Unless I had an auntie that was a math teacher. Oh, nice. And I think it was more my trying to get an understanding and explain it to them than it was. You know, I'm like, I can't even comprehend this my own self, so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Every parent can relate to what you're saying for sure, Brenda. <laughs> Thanks okay. for calling. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Okay, thank you. Hey, Marcella, we're talking about that age when your kids realized you weren't cool anymore. When did it happen to you? So I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. And so in the morning, I like to wake up my five-year-old and I'll say, shaky, shaky, wakey, wakey. <laughs> and I'll start doing a dance. My eight-year-old, <laughs> my eight-year-old is like, "Mom, you are so weird." Eight years old—that's the age in your house. <laughs> yes. Hey, Tammy, it's Kevin and Taylor. Real quick, side note: I had a, a friend back in high school, and her name was Tammy, and she was about uh-huh. four foot nine, and her nickname was Tampster. <laughs> oh, <laughs> isn't that funny? Well, mine cute. Is the Taminator. Ah, get out! I love it. <laughs> So we're talking about trying to be, well, not trying to be a cool mom, which seven out of 10 Americans say their mom is a cool mom. But Kevin <laughs> says it comes to an end oh, it does. at a certain age all the time. What do you think it is, Tammy? Well, uh, well, the age is definitely middle school. But my story is actually about when I was still a cool mom. Um, my, I used to tell my kids, I know everything because I'm the mom. I'm the mom. <laughs> right. And because so I know everything. And uh, I remember one time my youngest was, and was upstairs with a friend, and they were talking about moms. And she said, well, you know, moms know everything. And her friend said, my mom doesn't know everything. And she said, well, my mom does. And I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> so, you know, now, <laughs> yes. And th- now that they're older and, you know, having their own children, then they kind of turn back around. And I'm like, hmm, maybe my mom does know everything. Maybe she is. Seriously, kind of cool, so. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's wild how we always come back to appreciate our moms so much more than we ever could right. have when yeah. we were younger. It takes a while, but yep, we all wind up back there. Well, thanks for calling, Tammy. Taminator. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> Take thanks care. for all that you do. Oh, okay. thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Are you trying really hard to stay healthy these days? Everybody is, right? So you might want to try this. Get at least... 22 minutes of exercise a day. We've all known for years that exercise is good for us, and new research shows a history of being consistently active is associated with a reduced risk from COVID-19. Not a surprise, considering exercise boosts your immune system and reduces inflammation. And then also COVID-related and when it comes to your health in the news, um, if you've been hoping to get in some swimming this summer, new research shows the chlorinated water in swimming pools inactivates the virus in 30 seconds. 
Wow. So bottom line, go ahead, jump in, take a swim. But just to be safe, make sure you wear uh, two swimsuits. <laughs> That's what Dr. Fauci says. <laughs> double, double mask, double swimsuit, we'll all be safe. <laughs> You know that moment on HGTV shows where they rip up the vinyl or carpet to reveal what's underneath and they're often secretly hoping, ooh, I hope it's original hardwoods. Well, a couple was redoing their home in London and underneath the carpet they ripped up, someone had painted a giant Monopoly board the size of the room. (laughs) I'm talking like it had community chess, go go to jail, you name it. Boardwalk. Yeah, it turns out back in the day, long before Pinterest, it was super cool and super popular to paint board games on the floor of playrooms. Really? I've never heard this before. That makes sense. Play a giant game. That would be cool. Yeah. I always thought the giant piano in Big was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, that was that was a cool scene when they did that duet mm-hmm. on the piano, Tom yeah. Hanks. And what's the other actor's name? I can't remember. I can see his face, but yeah. I can't remember his name. I felt so bad for my wife yesterday because I've bragged about her cooking. People say she should start a show or a blog. And I think I caused a cooking fail. The first one in a long time. I'll tell you about it next. My wife, man, she is hands down the best cook slash chef that, that I know. I mean, she just knocks it out of the park, and I am so spoiled. It's like almost every day she's making something great. Uh, we're having fajitas tonight, by the way. I can't yeah. wait for that. But um, last night she made, um, she marinated shrimp all day long, and we were going to have them on the grill last night. Great. I'm in. Let's go. Well, she put them on the grill, and she came inside, and she said, well, you set your phone for two minutes. In two minutes, I'm going to go and flip them over. Don't want them to be overdone. Sure thing. Set it for two minutes. Probably about four or five minutes goes by. She's like, has your alarm gone off yet? I, was, I looked and I didn't hit start on the timer oh, on my phone. Oh, man. I went, oh, you know what? Right right now. <laughs> Were they overcooked? She goes, it, it's past two minutes, isn't it? I said, I have no idea how long it's been. It, I didn't start it. So they they weren't just overcooked. They had the... They had the texture of, remember those giant rubber racers you would get when you were a kid in elementary school? <laughs> oh, I felt so oh, no. bad. I, I, I have felt an idea because it was you. my fault. I told yeah. her before. She, she was on it. It yeah. was my fault. She just needed her phone to be set correctly. I have an idea for you because we were having major timer issues in our, because we just moved. And like the microwave wouldn't go, would wouldn't beep, or if you cook something, the timer wouldn't work, and the oven beep was so faint. Glenn hopped on Amazon and got me this little timer for like ten bucks, and it's really loud and it's like foolproof, and like that could be like your little sorry I ruined the shrimp <laughs> gift. I should just go and get one of those old fashioned wind up kind. You know what I mean? We could yeah. <laughs> Ours is digital, which I like. But spring loaded doesn't fail. Yeah, <laughs> there's no operator error. Is pretty much not going to happen with that. There is so much on the average mom's shoulders every single day, and just to keep everything going. And then you add in theme days at school. <laughs> We're going to talk about how that's affecting our producer Griff and his wife in just a minute. So, Griff, you guys are getting hit with uh, theme days at school again, and it's causing problems. What's going on? Oh, yeah. It seems like our kids have a theme day every week, oh at gosh. least one. My son Thatcher, he had like a cowboy day or something, which was easy. We had stuff for that already. Mm-hmm. He's dressed up as Woody from Toy Story before. Oh, or good. So, so you just recycled the costume. Right. But then they had like a prince and prince, princess day, I guess, for the letter P that they're learning about. Oh, my goodness. And I don't 
apparently Thatcher doesn't have any Prince stuff. Oh my gosh, you could have had so much fun and dressed him as Prince the singer. That's a great idea. See? I like the way you think. And he'd be the teased kid at school, though, but it would have been really funny. When doves cry. He doesn't have a a purple three-piece suit around anywhere. Nor does he have a traditional Prince thing. Um, So my wife, she's a perfectionist and only the best for her kids. So she like she knew about this coming up. So days before she found a Prince costume, she ordered it off Amazon. Oh my gosh. I don't even want to know how much she spent. She claims it was cheap. Just for one day. <laughs> like, yeah, they go to school for three uh, hours. Make a paper crown and be done uh, with yeah, it. Go to Burger King and get one of the <laughs> That's <what I> <laughs> crowns and Right, instead of king, like, tape the word prince over it. Burger prince. <laughs> so, of course, then, the day before, she gets a notice that it's not going to be oh, here in time. So, uh-oh. you can imagine the panic yeah. she's feeling. Oh, my She gosh. somehow gets on the phone and basically, I think, is talking to Jeff Bezos, trying to get this package here on time. <laughs> they were really helpful, and they tried their best, but it didn't get there in time uh-oh. for Prince and Princess Day. Mm. So, I was like... Like you said, Kevin, I, I suggested, well, I can take him to Burger King mm-hmm. and get a crown. or But we ended up going to the party store. I found a crown there for him for like $2. He already has a cape. Oh, I was like, there brilliant. you go. He's done. He's a prince. There you go. And it was maybe good enough. It should be, maybe she should relinquish theme days to daddy. To Griff, whoa, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look how well you did. I will find a more efficient, cheap way. Yeah. Yes. I guess I could do that. But, I think uh, ne- file it away for next mm-hmm. year. Prince and Princess Day. You get him a little guitar, some platform boots, <laughs> a velvet suit. And he's, you guys, it would go viral. Yeah, you would be would. you would be the hit of the school, right? Yeah. yeah. Make, you know what you should do is if anybody has any theme day meltdown stories, I'm sure it's happened to way more moms than just Sarah. Give us a call. Lisa, you had a policy with your kids that if they woke up late and they didn't get out of bed, they were just going to have to go to school in their pajamas. And then all of a sudden, that didn't bother your daughter anymore? And so I made her put on the frilliest dress I could find. Ooh, that was the new punishment. And get up and go anyway in this frilly, frilly dress. (laughs) So uh, she was mad at me or whatever. So we get to school. And um, she's getting out of the car, and I look around. Yeah, it was pajama day. <laughs> so she's 29. She, to this day, remembers that. And she was probably like five. Oh, yeah. yeah that's it. something you don't forget. That's yeah, I think there's been therapy and counseling involved and all of that now, probably. <laughs> Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.